This meeting is being recorded. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you to Judah for allowing me to speak again. I appreciate it. Um, like Menachem said yesterday, anyone who speaks sees that it's a, it's a great experience to prepare the the Torah and to and to give it over. So thank you to Yehuda for that. I wanted to just share in the few minutes that we have. I just wanted to share uh, a few lessons that I think we could learn from the Meraglim. So this is based on a thought that I heard um, in the name of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs a number of years ago. And this is uh, at least my interpretation of his thought. So let's go through the story of the Miraglim very quickly. First of all, Moshe sent 12 people to scout out the land of Eretz Yisrael. So these people were not just regular people. These people were leaders. They were the Nesim. They were Anashim Chashuvim. They were people of distinction. And yet 10 of them came back with a bad report. So the land, what did they say? The land is good. It does flow with milk and honey, but the people are strong. The cities are large and they're well fortified and uh, we're not going to be able to, to, to do anything there. And Kalev gets up and he tries to calm everyone down. And Kalev says, no, we could do it. Don't worry. But the 10 spies said that it, it can't be done. So they said, the people are stronger than us. We're not going to be able to do it. They're giants. We're grasshoppers. And, and so this terrible event happens. The, the greatest sin the Jewish people ever committed, according to some people. So they lose heart and they say, if only we would have died in Mitzrayim. Let's choose a different leader. Let's go back. Hashem gets angry. Moshe Rabbeinu asks for Rachmanus. Hashem gives in. And, uh, but he punishes that generation that none of them are able to go into Eretz Yisrael, and they're all going to die out over the next 40 years, except for Kalev and Yeshua. So that, that's the story of the Miraglim. So before we go even further into the, this story, let's just remember one thing which is very important, which is, if you see in this week's Haftarah, and the time doesn't allow me to go into it too deeply, but if you look at this week's Haftarah, you'll see that they were completely wrong, meaning they're their scouting was wrong about Eretz What they said about Eretz Yisrael was not true. So what they were totally off. So what happened here? The people got scared of the Miraglim. And what could have caused them to be so off in their assessment of this situation? So the answer in short is that they had the wrong mindset. That, that was the problem. They didn't have the right mindset. So I just want to go through a few things, seven things. We'll get there. We'll just take a couple minutes. And we can learn lessons from these seven things that they that they were mistaken in their mentality. Number one is they had an all or nothing mentality. Everything to them was either black or white, good or bad, easy or impossible. Um, they they could have said, you know, oh, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to, to go into Eretz Yisrael, but we'll be able to do it. Hashem Yazar will be able to do it. They could have said that, but they didn't. It was everything it was too black and white for them. So that, that's, that was the first mistake. Number two is that they downplayed the positives. What that means is, they focused only on the negatives. The spies started out and they said, the land is good and look at the fruit. And it's an Eretz uh, Zavas They did say positives, but they discounted them. So that way they drowned out the good news. They just left an overall overwhelming negative impression. So that was the second uh, problem. The third problem was frankly, that they were being very dramatic. Uh, this is what people did when they said, uh, why is Hashem bringing us to this land just so that we could be killed by the sword? 
that that's uh, over dramatizing the situation. So that was another mistake that they made. Number four was a big mistake was that they assumed. Uh, assuming is never a good thing. You, you should never assume things. You should never assume what other people are thinking. Usually you're completely wrong. We, we are completely wrong, not you. We're completely wrong because we're jumping to conclusions about them based on our own feelings. We project. So that's what the spies did. That's exactly what they did here when they said that we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and so we seem to them. They had no way of knowing how they looked to, to the people of them, they, uh, to the people of the city. They didn't know that they looked like grasshoppers. Why would they say that? And the answer is that they were just projecting how they felt about themselves onto the situation. So assuming is never a good Number five is they not listening to other people's opinions. And this is, this is um, a problem in many different areas of life that people always run into in business, especially. You don't listen to other people's opinions. So what that means is the spies heard the counter argument, right? Khalid got up and he was very logical in arguing and trying to defend. But they decided that any attempt to conquer the land would fail and they made that decision and they were not willing to listen to any other ideas um, or, or any other interpretations of the facts. So that was a, a mistake in their mentality as well. Number six is they got too emotional. They, a lot of times people, they let their feelings, rather than careful um, deliberation, they let their feelings get in the way of assessing a situation and they let it dictate their own thinking. So a key example is the interpretation of the spies that they placed on the fact that the cities were fortified and very large, like the Pasuk says, and with walls up to the Shemayim. So if they would have stopped and thought for a second, they could have seen that, did you ever think of why the city needs such high walls? Maybe it's because they weren't confident. Maybe that's why they had such high walls. They weren't giants. They weren't invincible. But they let their emotions substitute for thinking clearly. And they couldn't even have that thought enter their mind. Number seven, and this is the last one, we'll end with this, which is blame, the blame game, like I tell my kids. We accuse someone else of being responsible for our own predicament instead of accepting responsibility ourselves. That's what the people did over here. After the, after the Muraglim's report, they just, the Pusik says, they just complained against Moshe and Aaron as if to say, it, it's your fault. You put us in this situation. Why'd you, why'd you bring us here? If only uh, you had let us stay in Mitzrayim. So this is the blame game. They just blame someone else for the predicament that they're in. So that is another uh, mentality that's not a good mentality to have. So I think these seven things we could learn from this terrible, terrible sin of the Muraglim without speaking Lash and about Eretz Yisrael. Um, we can use this. We can use these things that Kali Yisrael and the Muraglim did wrong in our everyday lives and incorporate them um, in, into, into any situation that we may have. Thank you very much and have a great day.